everybody. This is Ashley with the Mito Podcast. Uh, on today's episode, we are talking to Sebastian Cott, and he um, gives us a little insight into the life of his son Jagger and his discovery of cannabis. Um, he kind of dove in and figured out exactly what his son needed, even when it was not a popular. Um, form of medication. So he'll talk to us a little bit about dosage, about uh, medications and how they may interact with cannabis. Um, We talk about certified companies that are safe to use um, for CBD and even THC. And we get to hear about um, his new baby, Jovi, and um, a little bit more personal, like with his his dog, Marley. (laughs) Um, So go ahead and give it a listen. This is going to be a wealth of information. So make sure you have a good 45 minutes to dive in and listen to this. He has so much information and it's all incredibly important. I've had a lot of people asking about cannabis. Um, so definitely give it a listen. It goes amazing. And, um, thank you again to Sebastian for being on the podcast with us. Hi, you're listening to the Mido podcast. This is Ashley and I'm Megan. And today we are talking to Sebastian Cott. Um, hi, Sebastian. How are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Good, good. We're so excited to have you on. And I thought I heard the baby in the background a second ago. Yes, I'm uh, giving him, a, feeding him a bottle right now, so you <laughs> might have a little bit of background noise for a minute. <laughs> no, that's that's totally fine. We will too. I have animals in the background, and Megan has her son Troy. Um, that had his own little party in the living room moments ago. So um, it's great. I'm I'm glad that we get to hear the baby. (laughs) Uh, So Sebastian, would you like to go into maybe a little bit of your history of um, how you are connected with Mido? Yes. So my wife, Annette, and I, we have a little boy. Well, we have two little boys now, but we have one. um, The oldest one is Jagger. And Jagger was born born in 2010, and um, Jagger has Lee's disease. So that's been a definitely a, a challenging um, disease. To say the least, uh, you know, very, it's very progressive. It's very uh, he's very sick, and he has a, he struggled a lot. And he's been on hospice care on and off for almost nine years now. So he's definitely a fighter. But, um, but yeah, so Jagger has Lee's and uh, that's kind of how we got um, involved in the Mito world. And, um, you know, that's kind of the background and, and the reason why we, we're doing what we're doing right now. So. Yeah. And actually, that's how I found you, because um, I was part of the, the Lee Syndrome um, Facebook page for parents. And your name yeah. would constantly pop up and you are always a wealth of information. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Um, so, uh, one of the reasons that we're having you on one, I'm, I appreciate you talking about, um, um, can you say your, your son's name again? Jagger, just like Mick Jagger. We are big yeah. music people. Jagger. So. Okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we... Perfect name. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also because you know, a lot of information about using cannabis as a treatment, correct? Yes, that is definitely uh, an area where I spend a lot of time studying and looking into it uh, in order to be able to help Jagger and 
uh, he, uh, he's been a very interesting ride and took me to uh, to a lot of interesting places and meeting some uh, some characters and some people and uh, but yes so we um, I've been spending a lot of time studying and helping people and and teaching and um, and so on about about medical cannabis for Milo and other diseases as well. Mm-hmm. So what was the oh. what was the first um, or what was the reason that you actually reached out and wanted to research about cannabis? Um, was there specific symptoms that your son had that you thought might um, be alleviated by cannabis, or what what was the reason that you actually started to research this? Yeah, so it all started in uh, I think I want to say October of 2013. I was just watching TV and there were a documentary on TV called Weed on CNN. And it was a story about a little girl called Charlotte in, in Colorado that had a seizure disorder. She didn't have my but she, a, she had a seizure disorder and uh, she was using CBD. And he was able to, you know, that so CBD was help, helping her a lot with the seizure. So I was just sitting there watching this and I was just like, well, this is interesting. I mean, Jagger has seizures, a lot of them, obviously. Um, well, not every mito kid has seizure, but definitely a lot of them do, especially with Lee's disease. Uh, so I was just like, well, that's interesting. There, there might be something to, to this and may, maybe it's going to help. So I said, I, I got to study this a little bit more. And um, so, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, um, um, you know, I, I look into it a little bit and there were a couple of moms as well that, um, that were uh, watching this show and they, um, they called me or emailed me on Facebook and said, hey, did you see this? And I was like, yeah, I saw this. This is very interesting. And he said, do you think it, it, it can work? And I said, honestly, I don't know. I mean, it, it looked pr- pretty promising um, on, the, you know, on the TV, but I, I don't know. I have to look more into it. So I started researching a little bit. And a couple of us Mito parents here in, in Atlanta area, we created a little group, um, you know, Mito for cannabis or something like this. It was just a, just a few people. It was a handful of us. And then uh, as we were researching, we found an association called American for Safe Access out of D.C. that was the largest patient association for medical cannabis. So we reached out to them and we said, hey, listen, we're just a few people here in Georgia, but um, do you have any resources? Can you help us? You know, we, we might want to look into trying to, uh, we figure out it was illegal in, in Georgia. So we say we might want to need some help with legislative effort and, and things like that. And we say, well, it's funny you ask, there's actually a group of parents, uh, seizure parents, not Milo, but seizure parents, that are trying to get together. So you guys should connect with them and maybe you can put the both group together and see what you can do. So I was like, yeah, sure. So that's not like a good idea. So we reach out to, to a seizure parent and we all got together. And in December of 2013, we created a group. We founded a group called Georgia's Hope. And that was the end of 2013. And we started uh, 2014. And at the same time, I'm doing more and more research when this is happening. And I'm seeing, you know, there's not, at that time, there were not a lot of research. It was mostly an doctoral evidence of, you know, one kid here, one kid there. It wasn't really a lot of studies like they are now, but it seemed that it was really helping. And it also seems, which was very interesting to me, and if it's not helping, because it wasn't helping everybody, if it wasn't helping, there wasn't any side effect. So it was pretty safe to use. The side effects were very, very minimal. And so it was not one of those medications that you can take, and if it doesn't work, you can end up with a lot of side effects. It was like, eh, if it doesn't work, nothing much is happening. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's great. So we keep looking into this. And in 2014, we tried to pass a legislation here in Georgia. Uh, so our group of parents got together. We found a legislator. We drafted a legislation, which was really new for a lot of us. We got thrown into this 
kind of lobbying world, uh, bringing your kids to the Capitol, talking to you know senators and congressmen and congresswomen here in, in, in Atlanta. Uh, the long story short is we drafted a bill that wasn't really great, but that was at least going to give us access to CBD because at the time CBD was a very gray area and most everybody would agree that it was probably legal in 2013, 2014. That's changed on the federal level since then. But um, So we unfortunately could not pass the bill. Now, the way Georgia works is when it's a part-time legislation. So they only work 40 days a year. So pretty much if you not, by April of the year, if you do not pass a bill, you have to wait to the next January to try to pass a bill. So when we could not pass a bill in 2014, now we have to make a decision because we were not going to be able to get any CBD or cannabis for Jagger. And obviously, Jagger being on hospice is getting sicker. Um, we, we start looking at our option. And one of the options was to possibly move to Colorado. So what, we, what I did is I took some time off work and I flew to Colorado and I went to check out the scene there. And I talked to anybody that would talk to me, growers, doctors, parents, dispensaries, just trying to get some more information because it was just so new to me. And the consensus that I got in Colorado is that there is definitely something to this. It can help with pain. It can help with seizures. It can help with just brain fog and brain function. And, you know, it might not work for everybody. But again, you know, I found the same thing. Then there's very, very few side effects. So the risk of using cannabis, offering cannabis, was really, you know, outweighing the benefits were outweighing the risk. So then I decided that maybe this is something we have to do. And in order to do that, we might have to move to Colorado. Now, this is not an easy decision for anybody. And, you know, so I flew home, talked to my wife, asked her what she thought, and she was, right, well, she was on board right away and said, let's just try it. So now we had to figure out how to move a kid on hospice that cannot travel, cannot take any commercial airplane because years before we had a big scare with his oxygen in a plane, so we can't fly anymore. We have to leave a support system, our doctors, our nurses, everybody behind, and move to Colorado, uh, you know, which is very scary. We had to talk to our jobs, and everybody was very understanding, so we were able to, to do that. And in August of 2013, we moved to Denver. Now, it was really, really difficult. Um, you know, still one of the most challenging things I've ever done in my life. It took us six days from Atlanta to Denver because Jagger could not be in his car seat more than a, we had to drive more than a couple hours. And then he stopped screaming really bad. And then he stopped, you know, he needed more oxygen and he stopped, you know, he stopped breathing. We had to give him more oxygen and we only had so much oxygen we could use on the battery on a concentrator. So every three hours we had to stop somewhere, spend the night and it took us six and a half days to get to Denver. But we got to Denver in August of 2014. Uh, right away, we went to see the doctors. We got his medical card. It takes two, do two doctors to get a medical card uh, for a minor. And within, you know, I won't say a week and a half or so after we got to Denver, we were able to give him his first dose of cannabis in August of 2014. And we gave him a, uh, Eddie's Hope CBD. That's the first dose we gave him. Um, right away, within a couple of days, we saw some difference in him. He was, he was paying more attention to us. His eyes were foc focusing a lot more than they did for, for months and months. And he was just really more interested in, in what was going on around him. He was tracking us. Uh, and then about you know, three, four days into it, uh, he actually smiled. And I always tell the story and tell people, that might not sound like a big deal, but Jagger hasn't smiled for probably a year before that, right? And now Jagger, at that time, Jagger was four years old. Uh, was about to be four years uh, Yeah, he was four years old. He was about to be five. He was, he was four years old. So they told us his life expectancy was four. So we were coming towards the end of his life expectancy. 
And we were like, okay, we got to try, we got to do something, we got to help him. So any little thing that was happening to us, you know, we say, okay, maybe if we can improve his quality of life, we can improve his quantity of life. And he seemed like cannabis really helped. I mean, you know, the kid was smiling for the first time in, in years. So right there, we say, despite how difficult the trip was, despite everything we had to go through, that was really, really honestly hell, to put it mildly, uh, we say it was all worth it. It was all worth it because now we have Jagger here. He's happy, smiling. And I say, even if we don't see any more improvement, anything else, then, um, you know, at least it's a win. But we did see some improvement. As we continue, we stay in Colorado. We were going to be there for three months. But things were going really well, and Jagger's seizures start reducing. And then after a few months, we start introducing THC to his uh, protocol. And we start seeing a reduction in muscle pain. With his knee disease, Jagger had a lot of cramping in his uh, legs. Uh, where he would spend, you know, hours sometimes screaming and nothing would help him. Uh, we had to give him oxycodone and morphine and, and so on just to try to help him. And that was really hit or miss. Sometimes it would help, sometimes it would not help. Uh, but we started seeing a reduction in this pain. And when we were able to kind of dial uh, his, um, his cannabis, you know, dosing and doing the right dose, the right amount of CBD and THC, we really, really saw a big, big difference in Jagger. We, we got down the seizures from, you know, 15 to 20 a day you know, two to five a day. We got his muscle pain reduced by maybe 80, 90%. We went months and months without using morphine and oxy. And we still haven't used oxy since we were being in Colorado in, in 2015. So, um, so it was really, really successful for us. And we were, you know, very happy. And we stayed in Colorado for a little while. But after, so in the meantime, Georgia was trying to pass a bill and I was flying back and forth to try to help with legislation. And Georgia did pass a bill in 2015, but the bill we passed was unfortunately only to give us a possession of cannabis. So we had no way to get it, nowhere to get it in Georgia, but if we got it somewhere else, which quote unquote mean breaking the law, we could bring it back to Georgia. And as long as the THC percentage was under 5%, then it was okay. Everything was legal and okay and, and, and fine. Uh, so it's kind of a weird bill, but that's the only thing we could pass over here, you know, in, 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 in Georgia. So, um, so we, uh, you know, we stayed in Colorado for 13 months, but after 13 months, it was kind of time to go home because our jobs were asking us to work coming back. And then because we never intended to stay in Colorado this long, uh, we were actually paying for our mortgage in Atlanta on an empty house and uh, an apartment in Denver, which was actually more than the mortgage in Atlanta, because Colorado is so expensive. Um, so, you know, financially, it was getting time to come home. And then uh, while Jagger improved, in, with his seizure, with his pain, with his happiness, with his well-being, there is one thing that he was really struggling with in Colorado, and that was the breathing because of the altitude. Um, they keep telling us he's going to get used to it, but a lot of the least disease kids have a breathing issue, which is, you know, usually the main issue is breathing with least disease kid. And Jagger is one of them that has to be on oxygen 24-7 and has to be on BiPAP at night. And we need to increase the oxygen level. And things just never got good for him with the breathing-wise in Colorado because of the altitude. And after a while, his pulmonologists say, you know, he's never going to get used to the altitude. So everything combined together, the fact we could semi-legally get some, you know, use cannabis in Georgia, semi-legally. The fact that, you know, um, you know, financially, and, you know, we've been gone for 13 months. We moved back in September of 2015 to, to Georgia, and we've been here since then. We've been, we moved back home. Um, and since that time, Jagger's been on cannabis. It's been hard sometimes to get it because there's still 
we still pass a couple more bills after that, but still to this day, to this day, uh, we do not have access in, in Georgia. There is nowhere to go buy it. Now, if you can somehow get it and bring it back, you can legally do that in Georgia, but you still cannot go to a dispensary and buy it. Uh, we've been fighting for that with Georgia's hope uh, for the, you know, since pretty much 2015, we've been fighting for this, but we still don't have, um, don't have anywhere to get it. But I'm still able to, to give it to Jagger to get it. Um, I won't talk too much about how I get it, but I'm still able <laughs> To, 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 to get it for Jagger. And uh, to this day, he's still doing very well with it. Uh, you know, we had a lot of trouble with he got COVID last summer and was in the ICU for 75 days. Uh, we almost lost him. There's a couple times where we didn't think he was going to make it. And now he's suffering with some long COVID effects, especially neurologically. Seizures went back up to 15, 20 a day, uh, a lot of agitation. So I had to adjust his dose and I was able to increase his cannabis dosing and I was able to get the seizures back to two or three a day. So, um, no, he's taking very, very high dose of cannabis now, which I would not recommend anybody starting with that, but he's been on cannabis since 2014. Um, but by playing with the dose and, and so on, I was able to at least relieve some of the symptoms from the, from the long COVID that he's suffering from. Um, but this is a very, very short version of, of Jagger's life. So Jagger is 11 now. He's going to be 12 in September. Uh, like I said, he got COVID really bad last, last summer, was in the ICU for 75 days. Uh, but he's home now, and he seems to be doing a little bit better every day. He's not back to baseline, and he might never go back to his pre-COVID baseline, because as we know, even without COVID, every time a mito kid gets sick, we, sometimes we don't get back to the baseline from pre-sickness. Um, but uh, he's a fighter, and he's trying really hard, and we're trying to help him, and, um, you know, and I, and I like to share his story because uh, while cannabis might not help everybody, uh, it, might, it still might help a lot of people. And it's a fairly um, safe, nothing is 100% safe, of course, but it's a fairly safe option. Uh, if you do it right, and if you get the right product, and if you know what you're doing, it's, it's, it's fairly safe. So uh, that's why I like to, to tell people about it and tell them that maybe it can help them. Yeah. Um, I, so that's a super uh, long story, short version of a very long story. <laughs> no, it's per it, it was very well said. <laughs> um, it, you. Uh, you just remind me of, we've done a couple podcasts about um, like the Mito cocktail and it's the same. It doesn't necessarily work for every single person that tries it, but for those that do, it, it's an immense help. When I know Angie was a, yep. a big part of that. Um, a lot of our Mito families here, they maybe haven't seen that much of an effect, but for her, it was the same as what you were saying. We got to see her smile for the first time. So I know exactly how, how that felt. Um, just seeing him it's, smile. It's, it's, a, it's a great feeling. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's a amazing. great feeling for sure. It, it, it's hard to describe, but it's a great feeling. That's, that's yeah. for sure. Especially when you think it's never going to happen again. So it's, exactly. uh, it's wonderful. So how, um, how did you start with the dosage? Did you do some research and find out like the compared to like his body weight or like, how did that, how did you figure the starting point for that? Yeah. So, so the thing with cannabis and most people with medical cannabis, more people will find out when you start uh, going that, that route, that route is then um, it's a lot of trial and errors. And the main issue is that for some reason, everybody reacts differently to cannabis, right? So even people with the same disease could use the same product, the same dose, and one could be having wonderful results and the other one can be having no result whatsoever. 
So there's a lot of trial and errors, and it's where it gets a little bit complicated. But we were lucky enough when when I started for Jagger, uh, we were in Colorado. So we had people that actually had some experience with this because they've been doing this much longer than the rest of the country. So, uh, and I was able to get help from the uh, founder of Hades Hope, Jason Cranford. He was able to help me out with, with the dosing. But in a nutshell, when you dose uh, CBD or even THC, when you dose for seizures, you dose by body weight. Uh, every other disease, usually, now there might be different school of thought on this, but usually you give a, a, um, a uniform dose and you don't dose by, by weight. But for seizures, you dose by weight, and that's very important to be precise. Because what can happen is everybody has a sweet spot. So if you give too little or too much, it's not going to work. And the reason you want to start very low and go up very slow is because you don't want to miss your sweet spot. You know, if you jump in dosing to a small dose to a fairly high dose all of a sudden, then you might miss the sweet spot and you might be like, well, cannabis doesn't work for me. And that might not be the truth. Cannabis might actually work. You just did not find your sweet spot. So dosing is very tricky. You know, I'm not, not going to lie. It's tricky. It can take a while. It can be frustrating. Uh, I hear that from parents all the time. Oh, you know, I want to do this. I want to take this and I want to work. And while I love the weed documentary on CNN and what, you know, because it got me that way, got me thinking about it. And it put me on the path to getting cannabis and finding relief for Jagger. One part I don't like is that to a point show that he works very quickly and very fast. And it's not always the case. Right. I mean, Jagger, we saw some like the smile and we saw the eye tracking and, and the recognition within a couple of days. But before we really started to see a decrease in seizures, it took about three months, right? Um, so you have to, you know, you have to play with the dosing, you have to play with it. And then the other thing that is kind of complicated with cannabis, and I'm not trying to scare anybody off, but you know, um, just because one CBD product, for example, did not work for you, does not mean that all the CBD product is not gonna work for you. And that's really frustrating and that's very strange, but every product is usually made from a different plant, and every plant has more than just the cannabinoid, more than just CBD in the plant. There's also a tiny bit amount of, of THC that is usually needed for the CBD to work. There's also flavonoid, terpenes, which can interact with the plant and interact in your body on how it's going to work. And sometimes one strain might not work, and the other strain works. So just if you try one strain and you try it and you say it doesn't work, it doesn't mean for sure that CBD, for example, is not going to work for you. So the trial and error is very frustrating. I know we're dealing with a lot of sick kids and you know, we know that one seizure can kill you. So you obviously want to take care of the seizures as often as, as I mean, as fast as you possibly can, but it's not always, you know, it's not going to be, I want to make sure people understand this, that you're not going to give one dose of CBD and the seizures are going to disappear overnight. It doesn't work that fast. Right. So, so I want to make sure I say, I, I say that because, uh, you know, if people have the wrong expectation, then they might be disappointed or they might think it doesn't work when you just have to be a little bit patient and do a little bit of research and, and fine-tune that dosing. And, you know, most people, you're going to see some benefit. Again, not everybody, but most people, you're going to see some benefit if you can find that right, if you can find your sweet spot. Yeah. Now, um, my son, Troy, who's uh, just turned 14, also has seizures, um, and he's currently on Keppra. Um, and yep. like you're saying with... Um, the cannabis and the CBD, it's definitely, even with the medications, you know, you have to play around with the dosage and you have to figure that out. But obviously with um, Kepra and things like that, there are serious side effects that um, can go along with yeah. medications. So my question to you is, is when you um, started this, did you actually stop? Was your son not taking um, any more seizure medication? He was only doing 
the CBD or the cannabis or um, did uh, you actually? No, yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. That's a great question. So um, Jagger is a little bit different because for, for his, when you get on the hospice, you know, the, the thing when you get on the hospice is that they will give you any medication you want at any dose you want because it doesn't matter if you're OD, right? Because you're on hospice. Mm -hmm. So the first time when we got on the hospice in December of 2011, uh, after we spent some time at home uh, in the hospital and we found out that he had this disease after the MRI and he had mito and he was, you know, in very bad shape, they give us always prescription. And, you know, I say, what's the dose? And they say, well, you don't really have a dose. I'm like, what do you mean? I was like, what's my dose of morphine? It's like, well, you start at 10 milligrams, but if it doesn't help, you give 20, then 30, then 40. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. He's like a four-year-old baby. He's like a one-year-old baby. What are you doing? And I'm like, no, it's hospice. You give meds until you take care of the pain or, God forbid, something happened in the OD. That's kind of what hospice is, right? Um, so I was just like, well, that's very strange. Uh, but the reason I'm saying that is because at that point, we get put in a very, very high dose of Valium right, for muscle pain. The Valium of this diastat is also an anti-seizure medication. Mm -hmm. So it's been very difficult to get Jagger and seizure medication and anything that work um, because it's been on so much Valium for so long that we don't know what's really working. Mm -hmm. That being said, uh, it was on Kepra when we started cannabis. And with the cannabis, we win the Kepra. Mm -hmm. um, now, the one thing I would tell everybody, and this is probably if you get anything out of this podcast, this is probably the most important thing I'm going to tell you all day. Do not ever, ever win a medication without a doctor's advice and supervision. Absolutely. Uh, I've seen it many times when people try to do that and it turned into a disaster and put kids in the hospital and even worse. So if you're thinking about winning a medication, you should always talk to your doctor. Um, and if your doctor doesn't agree, you can try to talk him into it or her into it or find another doctor, but don't do it alone. That's my main advice because it's very difficult. And uh, we win Cape Cod in Colorado. Uh, we were on a pretty high dose. We were able to win it uh, with the cannabis going very slow. And uh, the perfect example to what I was telling you right now is when we got to the last dose, and I forgot because that was 2015, but I think the last two milliliters, 0.2 milliliter, which I don't know what he called two milligrams, but, um, and we couldn't win that. Jagger went crazy. Like we took it away and he literally lost his mind. He was going to, he had fevers and he had super, he had a ton of seizures and sweating. And he was just like a drug addict in withdrawal. And he was so bad, you know, like, well, give it a couple of days. He was not going away. So we actually had to restart the caper after a few days at 0.2. And we have to keep it like this for about four weeks, uh, actually probably six weeks. And then we went really slow. We went to 0.1 for about five to six weeks. And then we were able to win in, uh, all the way off. Um, now, at the meantime, we were also increasing the cannabis a little bit to kind of offset for that. Um, but it's very, very challenging to, uh, to win medication. And I know a lot of people want to get on cannabis to win the medication because, as we just talked about, cannabis has a lot less side effect than any of us pharma, um, you know, especially on fear or capra or things like that. Um, but it's, it's not easy, but it's very possible to be able to, if you find your right dose of cannabis and you're in a good spot with your can medical cannabis, then you can try to win. Uh, after you talk to your doctor, you can try to win medication. Um, the other benefits of trying to do that is that uh, one of the very few side effects of cannabis or CBD, uh, uh, one of the side effects, the main side effect, is going to be interaction with medication. And that's really the, almost the only thing you have to pay attention to. And because they use the same liver enzyme, the pathway in the liver enzyme, uh, CBD and THC can interact with some of the very most common seizure medication like ANSI or Decapod or Topomax. Uh, it doesn't interact with Kepra because Kepra goes to, uh, to your kidney and not your liver. Um, but 
um, you can interact with some of the other medication. And by interaction, this is where it gets tricky. What can happen with the cannabis is that you can, nothing would happen to the THC or the CBD itself, but it would happen to the medication that it's interacting with. So you can either decrease the level or increase the level. This is where it gets dangerous because if you decrease the level, now you might be giving your son or your daughter a regular or his regular dose of medication every day, but you're actually winning it without knowing it because the cannabis is lowering the level of the medication in the blood. And if you increase the level of medication, then you can get to a toxic level without knowing it. So the best advice for people that are on a lot of medication is when you start any kind of protocol or regimen of medical cannabis, get a blood serum level of the medication, Amphi or Decapod or any of those medications that can interact with cannabis. Uh, get the level in the blood measure before you start the cannabis and measure it again after like three to four weeks. If you see a big interaction, like a big increase or decrease, then you definitely need to talk to your doctor and see if together you can come to a, a plan of maybe trying to win or stop the cannabis for a while or, or you know, uh, put a plan together. And if you don't see any interaction, wait for another like four or five weeks, do, do another blood draw. And then if you don't see anything else at that time, you probably should be okay. And you can just do like an annual blood draw to check. Um, but that's, that's really the only thing you have to watch when you, when you start a regimen of cannabis is the interaction with the existing meds that go to the liver. Uh, there's a specific, two specific, mostly liver uh, pathway um, that the cannabis and CBD is using that is also used by a lot of the medication. Um, so that's, that's one thing you, you have to watch. Um, that's why it's always nice, especially if you're in a legal state, it's always nice to make sure your doctor is involved. And while it used to be a taboo subject with doctors, and most doctors will never, you know, say, oh, medical cannabis, no, no, that's a joke, we don't want to use it. Uh, I can tell you that the attitude has changed uh, from people when we say we were going to move to Colorado in 2014, they were looking at us like we were the strangest people in the world, like, why are you moving to Colorado? For what? For cannabis? Like, what is cannabis going to do, right? Um, and everybody was looking at us funny, but then they realized it was starting to work, and now... I even have Jagger's neurologist at times that asked me if she can give my contact information and my phone number to parents that want to look into cannabis because she doesn't know a ton about it. She's not against it or for it. She's okay with it, but she doesn't have the details on, you know, what to look for and how to get it. So she's like, can I just give you a number to some of my patients? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You can do that. <laughs> well, this is just to show, just to show how we went from, you know, what the heck are you doing? Why are you doing this to Jagger? This is, you know, a waste of time to like, yeah, can you please talk to my patients? So, um, so the attitude has been changing all over the country and that's great. Uh, that's because, you know, a lot of people have been using it and seeing positive results. So, so the attitude has started to change, but sadly it's still illegal in a lot of places, um, you know, around the country. So, uh, so it's also a struggle for some parents to be able to try it because obviously in the States where nothing is legal, the doctor is not going to go, not going to agree to let you do it. So, um, that's when it becomes difficult and you have to make decisions of what you want to do on your own and what you don't want to do on your own. Um, yeah, and, that's and it's not a good decision. Yeah, that's a hard decision. Something that you yeah. feel so passionately about and want to do. And then like you, you had to leave your whole support system just to get the care that you weren't sure it was going to help or not. And it ended up that it did. And that's absolutely amazing. It's yeah, crazy. It's that been... I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was saying it's definitely not an easy decision. And, and unfortunately, parents have to make this decision. And, you know, not everybody's in a position where they can actually move out of state. So some parents have to make the decision, okay, now do it. am I doing this? Kind of on the download, you know, not, not telling anybody. 
you know, take the chance, but then, you know, then you also have to worry about child services, you know, child protective services being involved. Now, you know, it, it's not happening as much as it used to, but there are doctor and neighbor and nurses that have called uh, CPS on some, on some kids uh, in some states on some parents because they're using cannabis for the kid. Now it's happening less and less because cannabis has become more and more mainstream and we have enough data not to show and it's working and we have enough proof to show and it's working, but it's still a worry. If you live in an illegal state, you still have to worry about that and you should be careful. Um, You know, so it's, uh, it's not always easy. Uh, And unfortunately we don't have a uniform policy in this country. There's no federal law other than the farm bill that kind of makes CBD legal as long as it has less than 0.3% of THC because it's considered hemp, then you can use, you can buy it in the mail, you know, Henny's Hope, Shallop's Way, whatever you want to buy, you can buy it in the, in, in the mail. But other than CBD, um, you know, getting THC, if you need THC, it's, a, it's very challenging in most part of the country. Now, I know you, you mentioned it a couple of times that I kind of want to, I just want to point it out um, so that people uh, who um, are not, fam- I think the only reason I'm picking up is because I'm familiar with hearing it. But you mentioned um, Haley's Hope, and then you mentioned um, one more just now. What, uh, yeah, Charlotte's Web. Yeah. Charlotte's Web. That's it. Yes. Um, now, these are both different. Um, are they foundations or yes. companies? I'm not sure how to refer to them. I just know that you can go to them for help with uh, getting cannabis. Yes. So, so those are two of the main uh, CBD products in the market. Uh, when people are using it in good results, kids with, with seizures. Uh, Charlotte Webb is the most popular one. It's, uh, they're both out of Colorado. Uh, Charlotte Webb is actually named after the little girl, uh, Charlotte, that was in the weed documentary for CNN um, back in 2013. And they are in Colorado. They are a very, very large company. It, used, it was started by some brothers, the Stanley brothers. And now they sold, they sold it out. Now it's, it's run like a corporation now. I think it's the ex- director of uh, PepsiCo is in charge now. So it, it, it's, it's a corporation, it's in the stock market. It's, it's a large, large company. Um, but they make one of the main popular CBD oil in the market. They also now have branched out a little bit and they make gummies and texture and a lot of different things. Um, Haley's Hope is the one that we use for Jagger and that was named after a little girl called Haley. That is from Georgia. Uh, that is actually Haley's Cox, which is a little girl that started the movement here um, when we tried to pass our first bill in 2014, it was her local state rep that saw her story and talked to her mom and decided to help us out. Um, so they also moved to Colorado, just like us became medical refugees. They're actually very, very good friend of ours. Um, and the product is made by a gentleman called Jason Cranford uh, out of Colorado. And uh, just, just like uh, Charlotte Webb, you know, it's a very popular product. It helps a lot of kids. Um, the thing about Hades Hope is it was the very first USDA organic, certif- uh, certified organic uh, oil, CBD oil in the market in, in the U.S. Charlotte Webb is also uh, USDA organic certified now. And, um, you know, not to get into too much details, but if anybody wants to start looking into CBD, I will definitely look for um, a USDA organic certified, you know, organic certified product. You know, it has that little green logo when you see sometimes on your banana or on your, you know, on, on your, when you go grocery shopping, it's a USDA and it has like certified organic. Um, I will look for a product that is certified organic because there are quite a few now in the market, maybe a handful for CBD. No, you would not find any certified organic THC because THC is still 
illegal at the federal level, but CBD is legal as long as it has less than 0.3% of THC. So you can find a certified organic product and that will just ensure that it's a clean product. It was grown without pesticide and it was grown in a facility that has been checked by the USDA. And then you will not have to worry about things like uh, mold or salmonella. You know, at the end of the day, cannabis is a plant. So just like when you hear there's a spinach, uh, E. coli outbreak from spinach, you buy, you buy a Kroger or something like that. Same thing can happen with cannabis because you grow in the ground and, you know, anything can happen. So that USDA organic certified um, logo and certification give you a little bit of a peace of mind when you're using a safe and clean product, uh, which can be challenging sometimes. But again, that's only good for CBD. Uh, but both those companies have website. They're both very reputable company. Uh, you know, I, I use Hades Open. I'm very close friend with the owner of Hades Open. I, I serve uh, the board of his non-for-profit. But I focus on education and speaking a seminar and teaching parents about cannabis. I have a couple of presentations I developed where I teach parents what to do and, you know, when, when they start on their cannabis journey. Um, but any product out there, any CBD product that is USDA organic certified, it would be a good choice to start with if you um, if you go to start. And for the dosing, um, most of the company, uh, when the company, if it's a reputable company, a good company you buy it from, they will help you with dosing. So that's uh, you know, that's because yeah. um, dosing can be very like we talk about, could be very intimidating and very hard to figure out. But uh, any good company out there. Um, Repeatable one, we will have somebody on, on, the st- on the staff that can help you with dosing and answer your dosing question. Okay, thank you. That's a lot of amazing information and that's very helpful. Um, is there yeah. anything else that you wanted to add? Uh, the one thing I would add is, and it's more go- going to a little bit of, the, of a legal issue, but if you do live in a legal state where it might be just CBD or the entire shebang and you can get THC and everything you want and you have dispensary in every street corner like Colorado or California or Illinois or a state where it's much harder to get it like Alabama or Georgia. Uh, my advice to you would be if you're looking into doing this is the first thing you should do is you should register for your state program and get your cannabis card for your kid. Um, the reason I'm saying that is twofold. Number one, it's because that would introduce you to a doctor that at least knows a little bit about it or wants to know a little bit about it and can somewhat guide you on your journey. But the most important thing I will say is because most CBD products uh, that are working the best, like Charlotte's Web or Haley's Hope, they do have a tiny bit amount of THC. It's something called the entourage effect, and I'm not going to get into this all detail, but pretty much the entourage effect has come out of Professor Meshulam in, in Israel, and he did a lot of study. And what he found out is that when you make an oil or a product, if you use the plant, the way it was intended to be, so the way it came out of the ground with all the elements of the plant, it works better than if you extract a certain element in the plant. So if you do an extract CBD and you just do pure CBD, 99.999% CBD, it's not going to be as effective than if you have 97% of CBD, for example, and then 3% of other things that come in the plant, like THC, like flavonoid, like terpenes. So that's what the entourage effect is. Use the plant as it was intended to do. That is what Charlotte Webb and Elizabeth are using. They do not use extract. They do not use isolated, we call it isolate. They do not use isolated CBD. The reason this is important is because that little, little tiny amount of THC in some people can turn a drug test positive, right? Now, drug testing for cannabis has become less and less frequent because people realize it's not a big deal, but 
what we don't want to happen to anybody is when you go to the hospital and you're just using Helizop or Charles Webb to giving your kids CBD and you have the seizure fairly under control, you get to the hospital and you find an overzealous doctor that for some reason decide to add to the blood test a THC test, a drug test, right? Now your kid is probably, or maybe not, but at least there's a chance that your kid might turn the test positive just by taking the CBD because he has that little tiny amount of THC in it. And some people, that amount is enough to turn um, the test positive. Now you've got a problem. Now you've got child protective services, you've got your doctor, you've got everybody involved. If you have your card for your state, your, your, your medical cannabis card, that is the get out of jail free card, right? Because you can say, oh yeah, my kid, yeah, he takes CBD or she takes CBD. Look, I got my card over here. Technically, if you're just taking CBD, you don't need a card because it's federally legal and you can buy it over the mail. But my advice would be, if you live in a legal state, always get the card. It's usually not very expensive. And always get the card because that gives you that little extra peace of mind. And just in case you go into this crazy doctor that want to run a bunch of tests or somebody that, you know, some doctor that had it out for you out there or for some reason and you drug test your kid and your kid fails the test, if you got a card, you don't have to worry about it, about anything. If you don't have a card, now this is where things can get a little complicated. So mm -hmm. my advice would be if you're even thinking about this and you live in a legal state, um, you know, even if like Georgia, you cannot buy the product, it's still good to have the card. Um, so I would always advise the parents to get the card the, the, for their state if they live in a state that, that offer it. it. It's just a little piece of mind. Yeah, no, that's a, that's great advice. Um, I want to add to, um, I don't know how it is in other states. I just, um, in California, there's a lot of um, legal shops and illegal shops. So just like you were saying before, with finding something that's certified, um, that's extremely important if you are going to be shopping for your child is to, to go to a, a legal shop because then you'll be able to find out exactly what plant or how much you're saying, like the, the THC or, or um, CBD, what the actual ingredients are. Because a lot of the illegal shops <laughs> are just, um, it's a hodgepodge of everything where you get what you get and it's not always going to be the same thing. You're 100% right. And, uh, you know, if, you, if you're just ordering to the mail, Elizabeth or, or Charlotte Webb, and you have a piece of mind when it's USD organic, right. and you can ask them. They will also send you a lab report. They will send you a lab report showing the, the, the percentage of CBD, of THC. They will show you a lab report showing there's no pesticide, but there is no solvent, because that's another thing we didn't get into, but there's different ways to extract the cannabis, the oil from the plant, and some of the ways if it's not purged the right way, it could be uh, um, uh, dangerous because it's something that with either propane or butane or hexane, and that's definitely not something you want to give to your kid. Now, right. you can use those methods if it's done right, they purge it out, they clean it out, and it's no problem. So that's why it's important to get a lab, a lab report. When you buy from a CBD company, usually you either ask them and they just send it to you, or it's on their website. If you go to a legal cannabis medical dispensary, or even a recreational dispensary, depending where you are. But if you go to a, to a legal place, you can ask for the lab report. And in most states, uh, it's a law. They have to have the product they put on the shelf tested. So they will be able to show it to you and to show you that the product is clean. They show you it has no pesticide, it has no solvent, it has no mold, it has no salmonella, uh, and, and so on. So yeah, this is a very important point. Um, always ask for the lab report. And if somebody says, oh, you know, we didn't get this one tested, but it's okay, or this one is fine, we just don't have a lab, just run, just run away. Because, you know, you, you're talking about, we're not talking about somebody using this at a party, smoking a joint, where, you know, if you're an adult, 
it is a little bit of something bad in it, you're probably going to be okay. We're talking about sick people, right? Sick kids, yeah. sick patients, sick adults. But I already have a very vulnerable uh, immune system. Mm-hmm. And I always think at baseline, the last thing you want to do is introduce more problems. So definitely getting the lab report uh, to make sure it's a clean and safe product is, is crucial. And that's why it's better to buy it from a legal avenue, even if you have to pay maybe a little bit more in taxes, because at least you get, you know, the products are tested and they will show you when it's tested and you, you can get the proof and everything is, is clean and tested. So that's a very important point. And uh, if you are in a legal state, um, go, you know, don't go in the street corner to buy it. Um, just go to the, to the medical dispensary and, uh, and ask for the lab report and right. see what's in the product and then buy it. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Well, I've never been in one, but <laughs> um, I didn't know that you could ask for a lab report. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I know. And in most states, they have to, you know, they might not have to be tested for everything under the sun, but in most states, to be able to be uh, on the shelf, to be sold on the shelf, they have to be tested at least for pesticide and uh, usually for a couple other things, uh, along with the potency, because there's the other thing. If you don't know the potency, if somebody's like, oh, yeah, this is like, I think it's maybe 20 milligrams per milliliter, but it could be 25 milligrams. Or if it's a, you're talking about a flower, it could be, oh, I think it's 22% THC, but it could be 28%. Well, you kind of need to know to, to do your dosing. You need to have a, you know, especially on the oil, especially for seizures, you, you need to be very precise. So you need to know, um, you know, exactly the potency. And that's something that you can only get from a lab report. So that's very important to ask for the lab report, uh, especially on the oil, especially if you're buying oil. Right. Right. Um, well, two last things. One, I want to say congratulations because you just had a baby not not that long ago, which we heard earlier. Yes, he's about he's, how's he's he doing? He's about to be four months. He's almost four months. So, and how's he doing? He's good. He's good. He's good. We are, you know, we obviously um, don't know. We were never able to find Jagger's mutation gene mutation, so we were not able to. Um, his name is Jovi. We we're not able to test. You know, we like music. Like we got Jagger and Jovi. Uh, but uh, we were never able to, uh, to, and the dog name is Marty, like Bob Marty. So we really like music in this house. Um, but uh, we were never able to find Jagger's mutation. So we were not able to test Jovi uh, okay. to see if he has the same mutation than Jagger. So it's one of those things where, you know, we hope, we, <clears throat> we, well, <clears throat> excuse me, we hope and pray he doesn't have Mito, but we don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Jagger did not really show anything. We had and little issue with his heart at three months old and then around six months old is when, when you start losing the skills and he acquires, that's when we start realizing something was really wrong with Jagger. Um, no, Joey is doing everything regular baby are doing right now. And he's uh, definitely uh, doing things Jagger never done, like gaining weight because Jagger stayed at 15 pounds for almost two years. And Joey is already almost at 15 pounds after just four months. So um, he's, you know, he's, uh, he's doing the regular baby stuff we've never seen with Jagger, but, uh, but we still don't know. Uh, we hope that he's not going to have Milo, but we are yeah. uh, obviously, you know, it's, it's always a 25% chance. So, um, so, well, we'll just wait and see and, uh, you know, hopefully he doesn't, but you know, it is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, and lastly, happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I saw it and I just want to make sure I, I said something. So uh, we hope that you yeah. have a very happy birthday. It was just a couple of days ago, correct? Yes, it was on Sunday. So, yep, yep. Uh, so, yeah, it was very nice. I uh, tried to, you know, you can't really relax with a sick kid and a newborn, but you yeah. try and I took, 
took the dog to the dog park and had a good time. My wife made me a Nutella cake, which I get once a year. I can only get a Nutella cake on my birthday, so I get my Nutella cake. And uh, <laughs> that was really good. And, and uh, we, we made cheese fondue, and that was really good. And then uh, and I'm actually going to a special dinner tonight for my birthday, a special sushi dinner. So, uh, so yeah, I know it was really good. Um, over the fact on the dog, I took the dog to the dog park, and he decided to play in the mud and I had to come back and give him a bath because he was full of mud. But other than that, it was a good birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he had a good time. <laughs> so, yes, yes, he, he, he had a blast. And then, you know, you know, after that, the bathroom didn't have a blast, but he had a blast. So. <laughs> it's funny because I, I take my dogs to the park um, all the time. And um, last time I took them, we got home. They weren't that money. I mean, they're a little bit because it had rained. We got home, got inside the house, and they disappeared. I had no idea where they went. And so I went upstairs to put something away, and both of them were standing in the bathroom in front of the shower <laughs> waiting for me. They knew. So they, yeah. <laughs> it was so they funny. Knew. I was like, how did you guys know that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, you trained with dogs well. I did. <laughs> I did. Them. They both were like, Mom, we're dirty. <laughs> Someone needs to give us a bath. We don't like this. <laughs> it was really cute. Well, thank you so oh, much. No, for I... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I said, I I that's great. I said, no, you, that didn't happen with Molly. We actually had to take him into the tub. No, yeah. if somebody else is into the tub, like, like Jovi or Jagger into the tub, he wants to go in. But if Jovi or Jagger are not into the tub, he won't go in. Yeah, <laughs> so. it's not as fun. It's not a party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I actually, I give mine showers. They don't, I don't think, well, Rex would definitely never take a bath. He doesn't like water. He's probably the only lab that does not like water. <laughs> um, and then Frank, we, we, what? Oh, no, no, I see, I see, we tried to give him a shower, but this time we had, we tried the bathtub and he actually worked out pretty good. So oh, good. we might do that okay. again. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you again for being on the podcast with us. We really appreciate it. That was, um, it really honestly couldn't have gone any better. You covered every question that I had in my head and then all of the ones that I didn't think to answer. And it really just opened up my knowledge for everything that is cannabis and, and, and helping Mido kids or any other person that has like a, a chronic illness. So thank you. I appreciate that. No, yeah. thank you guys for having me. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy to help and answer any question and, you know, that you might have. So uh, it's, um, you know, we got, like I said, we got lucky. Can I just give us a few more years for sure with Jagger? So uh, anytime I can pay it back and paying forward and try to share that with people and help people and I'm more than happy to do that because we owe a lot to this plant so I like to uh, to share the wealth thank you yes um and thank you everyone for listening this is the mito podcast you can contact us at mitopodcast at gmail.com you can find us on facebook on instagram spotify youtube apple you can pretty much find us anywhere um if you have any questions or any comments or suggestions for future um, episodes let us know thank you